The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Hey, Jay Lidman. Uh, look at that. We've made it to Wednesday. It's hump day. Oh, half the week. Almost, almost done. There. Yeah. Uh, another busy show for you this afternoon. Coming up between three and four, we have Dr. Gans joining us for our monthly segment of How Does That Make You Feel? We have the uh, 425 word of the day. We have Elton John tickets to give away. But starting things off this afternoon, this is something that Andrew Gross has been waiting yes. for. For years, Alberta is ending its days as the only province in Canada with fully privatized road testing for driving. It was a promise Transportation Minister Brian Mason made after the Humboldt Broncos bus crash. Well, yesterday it was finally announced that effective next March, all driver examinations in the province will be conducted by government employees. Minister Mason joins us on the phone now. Sir, how are you? I'm well. How are you guys? I'm Good, jubilant, and you know to be what? honest Minister with you. Minister Mace, I'm telling you right now, I'm pretty much going to let Andrew, um, you know, yeah. he's, he's like a dog with bone on this one. Listen, so. I almost okay. drove down he's to the ledge yours. to shake your hand. So, <laughs> oh, well, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, listen, I got to, you know, let's frame it up for our listeners because I'll just tell you my perspective on this. As a driver in the province of Alberta, I have seen so such a deterioration in the ability of anyone to drive and it wasn't until my teenage kids went for their license that I started to see what the problem was. So that's me as an Albertan and a parent. What problem did you see? Well, we think there's been a problem for some time. We did, got a, an external study done in 2016 and it highlighted a whole bunch of problems with it. So just to sort of frame how it works uh, under this privatized model, which was built and brought in at the time when Ralph Klein was the premier. Um, uh, these uh, driver examiners are basically private um, uh, contractors. Uh, there's very little accountability. They just, um, you know, uh, are not regulated at all. So they can charge whatever fee they want. So you have a wide range in, in the testing fees. Um, there's very little oversight of, of how they uh, do their job. They make uh, side deals with the uh, privatized registries, which do the bookings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they split the money uh, in whatever way they negotiate, and the government's not really aware of it. So uh, the fees we have been paying in Alberta are the highest in the country, um, and the government's cut is only $5 per test. So... Um, uh, you know, it, ha- it hasn't really uh, worked. There's all kinds of examples that have been cited of where people are, uh, that we found, where people have been failed on their first test so that they have to pay for another fee for a retest. There's certainly suggestions that some people have received driver's licenses uh, for, uh, for some form of compensation uh, when they may or may not qualify to actually be on the road. There's allegations of, you know, uh, sexual uh, uh, um, harassment, um, uh, fraud. There's all kinds of things in the study that we did. So, uh, and I want to say, though, to be really clear, that we believe the majority of the driver examiners are, are honest uh, um, individuals who, who do a good job. Um, but the system defies sort of oversight and accountability. And 
that I think is is really um, the challenge, the integrity of the testing process to ensure that qualified drivers uh, are are actually given the right to or the privilege of driving on our roads, um, and that unqualified individuals are not is is really questionable, which kind of speaks to your point. So it was very broken. Um, we looked at a number of ways to do it. Some people have suggested, well, you could have just sort of stepped up your oversight and so on. We we really did test that um, and took a look at that. And, and, you know, it's just the structure of the system kind of defies uh, meaningful um, oversight. And so we made the decision to return the driver examiners uh, to the public service. In fact, I would go so far as to say that I think it never should have been privatized. Uh This has always been a core function of government um, that um, I I think is is best delivered um, uh, directly. I have to tell you, and then I have a question again, of course. I have to tell you, because this is such a big day for me, it honestly is. When my daughter went to get her license, she happened to know somebody who worked at the place where she went to get her license, her test. Mm-hmm. And they pulled her aside and said, hey, wait a second, who have you got scheduled and mm-hmm. was given a name? They went and changed it. Okay. And they explained to her the reason they changed it is because this particular one leads the office in failed tests and not because the drivers aren't qualified to drive but because she was getting paid a bonus for every time somebody had to test twice because they're double dipping yep and my daughter then took the test with the other person passed yes and i know you've heard story after story like that this thing got so out of hand that it was just laughable and the results are what we're seeing on our roads today so my next question is, what problem was it supposed to solve under the Ralph Klein government that caused it to go privatized in the first place? Well, you know, I mean, there's no perfect system, and you can bring it into the public service. Uh, you're going to have some some pretty typical bureaucratic uh, problems. Um, so, you know, you tend to have people who, who work, uh, you know, regular hours and so on. So. There, there may be a few uh, problems. I've, I've asked the department and, and have been pushing hard that we need to be flexible in how we deliver this. We need to have examiners available when people need to take the test. And if that means a Saturday, you know, then uh, we need to have people working on Saturday. We clearly need to have more people working in, in the summer than in the winter because that's when people want to be tested. So I think if the government can be flexible um, uh, in in terms of how the service is delivered and employ seasonal and part-time people as well as full-time people, um, we can continue to provide, uh, you know, very good service. Aside from that, um, quite frankly, I think the real reason why this was done was just pure um, conservative ideology. Mm. The idea that the private sector in all cases and all times can do things better and more efficiently than government. And I just don't believe that's true. So um, I think in certain circumstances, core functions of government need to be delivered by government because they are not suitable for a competitive uh, profit-based model. And many things are, and I don't think we should touch those things. 
um, but there's certain core functions, and this is one of them. So, Minister Mason, there's um, those road tests are done right now from all the documents that we've read, about 153 private testers across the province. You're hoping to hire most of these existing testers as government employees. Um, what will they have to go through to become a government employee um, who can um, administer these tests on the road? You know, we talk about some of the, 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 the bad weeds in there. How are you going to get rid of them? Well, uh, you know, we are assuming that uh, almost all of these uh, driver examiners do have the basic skills to do driver testing. Um, uh, but we will put them through the, the standard public service screening and interview process. Um, and uh, if someone has a very uh, bad uh, record in, in the business, the chances are they're not going to be offered uh, a position. But we think most of them um, actually uh, will, will be a good fit. Um, and uh, we're we're pleased with the work that uh, that they do. So uh, we're hoping to recruit uh, a lot of them. We're going to increase the number actually slightly to 161, including four supervisors. Um, and we think that it's going to improve service overall. I'll give you an example. Under the current system, it's very difficult for smaller communities in rural and remote parts of the city or of the province to to actually. Um, get a road test so you have the uh, the uh, agencies um, uh, licensing agencies in those towns say maybe uh, Wainwright or something like that it's very difficult for them to get a driver examiner because the driver examiner needs to drive all the way out from Edmonton uh, do one test and drive all the way back where if they stayed in Edmonton and tested here they could do four or five maybe six in a day and make a lot more money. So the um, the agencies themselves are saying, and they're very supportive of this move, that this will improve the quality of service across the province. Plus, we're going to um, uh, actually slightly reduce uh, testing fees across the board, um, and we will operate it on a break-even basis. So the, the fees for uh, testing will cover all of the costs of the program. You know, uh, I'm glad you got to cost, and before I ask you the question, I do want to ask, I want to tell you, uh, let me just stick this in the back of your mind. There's also a lot of people who are friends of my kids that drive to smaller towns to get their license. Oh. And they do it because... They think it's easier. It's easier. You know, they go, there's fewer you know, red lights, there's no traffic circles, there's mm-hmm. no Anthony Hende. Um and I don't know what you can do about that, other than you know, if you were to come up with some way that you have to, you take know, your test g- take your, your test within a certain address, yeah. Yeah, 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 radius of your address. Uh, I don't know that you need to change that, but I'm throwing it out there while I've got your ear. Okay, well, there'll all be uh, tests will be delivered by uh, by uh, public employees, so uh, things will be much more standard there'd be a higher level of standardization of, of testing and so on so um which would be uh, good uh, mr minister because there isn't that standardization a standardization now even in edmonton the length of tests vary depending on who gives you the test uh, the route varies or the challenges vary one of my kids didn't even have to parallel park really yep and got their license well I know exactly. You can see I why I'm fired up. A lot of people would like that test. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's, I had the only, to... it's the only time I nailed it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I did want to ask you this though, because you bring up uh, cost, and as I say, I'm I'm very happy with this. Uh, I'm I'm 100% behind it. But here's the one area where I kind of went, really. 
And and this is it, Mr. Minister. Why is it a bad thing for government government to make money? Because in the press release and in the comments that I've seen you make, you've mentioned that the cost will be balanced by the revenue. Yep. And I, I know, I guess maybe that's good news when you're a government to say, hey, it's not going to cost you any money. But my question is, why can't you make money? There's all these registrars, all these testers that are out there right now, they're out there because the process makes money. So why can't we make money doing why this? Why we can't make money? You know what? I've asked that question. <laughs> I, uh, because, you know, I, I, uh, I thought the same thing. The problem is that there's a Supreme Court ruling that says that if a government makes a profit on fees, it is considered legally a tax, uh, and then it must have the approval of the Legislative Assembly. So this is a fundamental constitutional principle that you can't tax without the legislature approving it. And if you if you break even, it's not a tax; it's a fee. Hmm. If you make money, it's a tax. Well, you need to get that approval. <laughs> okay, <laughs> add that to your to-do list. Well, well we do want to keep the fees as low as possible too. <laughs> All right. Uh, Minister Mason, thank you so much for uh, joining us this afternoon. We, we truly appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. My pleasure and any time. Thank you so much. Take care now. Okay. All yep, right. Bye-bye now. That's uh, Brian Mason, Transportation Minister. Right here on 630 Chad. Uh, tomorrow mm-hmm. we'll have... Uh, the Premier of our uh, province, yeah. Rachel Notley, will be in studio. So From 3 to 3.30. I'm sure that'll be quite an interesting conversation as well. Once it again, is a, as a part of our leadership right. series, so but, let's preface that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we will be asking her some of those questions about uh, old pipelines. The one question I could take off the table is, when's your government going to take care of this driving <laughs> test situation? What do you think about it, Chedville? Let us know at 630-630-4960063 is the phone number as well here. I know that there's some driving instructors listening because they have been texting mm-hmm. in right now. Here's your opportunity to have your say. Some of your texts coming in this afternoon about uh, bringing driver's education back in under the uh, the government. Uh, hi, guys. Just want to let you know, I know a person that got their driver's license that never had to take a test. They just paid the tester $500. Didn't even have to drive. True story. That's from Scott. And then this one. Holy crap. Are you drinking the Kool-Aid too, Andrew? And Jay, a government employee doing a better job than an employee working for a private business? Yeah. You know Why? Here's the simple answer to that. There's no incentive to fail people. At those private companies, the profit is in the retesting. It's bringing them back. If there's no profit to be had, if there's no incentive to fail somebody, now you're passing them strictly based on their ability to drive. And there's also no incentive to pass them, right? The incentives are gone now. You just do your job, make sure they can drive, and make sure the tests are standardized so that they do actually have to parallel park. They Every do actually, single time. Right. They do actually have to know how a traffic circle yeah. works. They do have to actually know what to do with bike lanes. 
actually standardizes so that everybody learns the fundamentals of driving. White court uh, at a white court this afternoon. Why can't it be mandatory to teach drivers ed in school? Yeah, because that's what we need to have teachers doing. I wish it was at least available in uh, schools. And this one says, I may have to rethink my opinion of the NDP if they keep making great moves like this. Good show. Uh, Brian Mason. And this one, I know for a fact that my kids were wrongly failed. Brad's on the phone. He's a driver's examiner. Hi, Brad. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Good thank how long you. have you been doing this for? I'm getting close to the 10-year mark. Okay. Um, and I am one of the good ones. <laughs> good. Uh, Which I implies that there's bad ones, right? Yes, there yeah. is. And, and you know what? Uh, Mr. Mason and, and the staff at Alberta Transportation knows who the bad ones are, and they've known for years, and they do nothing about it. Mm. There's examiners that have been suspended two, three, four, five times. The examiner says, okay, well, I'm just going to sue you. They give them back their examiner license, and they're back at off road. Really? Alberta Transportation has been allowing this. And as far as the bad drivers... Oh, sorry, I'm getting riled up already. It's <laughs> okay. I've been feeling for 48 hours of it. Do you guys know? So they're, they're taking, okay, I understand the, the the outlook from them. Let's make them employees. Uh, it'll be more streamlined. It'll be more fair for everybody. You know, I had to find this out yesterday that I'm losing my career over 630 checks. This is how I found out yesterday. So wow. this has been ongoing for months and months and months. They did not have the courtesy to come to the examiners and tell them, hey, guys, we're going to do this. What do you think about this? And this? Do you have any ideas? Nothing. Well, well aren't, you you planning, aren't you planning on going in? I mean, they're, 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 the plan is is to hire the driving examiners, bring them under the, the government of Alberta fold. Yeah, that's the plan, and, and I'll, I will look at that. Uh, the reason I, I became an examiner is, you know, I have the opportunity to pick and choose my hours. I have the opportunity to take vacation when I want. I'm not the type of person that can work four hours, take a one-hour lunch break, you know. I'm a go, go, go person. So to me, being able to work, if I wanted to work from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., if I, if I have a doctor's appointment, I have to work from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m., I have that fluctuation. I open my schedule, the, the registry knows when to book me, and, and they're happy with that. But I, I just wanted to address the, the quote-unquote bad drivers on the road and how that's getting put back onto the examiners. The road test is way too easy. Mm-hmm. And I, I have said this to transportation before. You know, we are not supposed, we are not allowed to take brand new drivers doing the road test on the white line. We're not allowed to merge. We're not allowed to go on Hende. We're not allowed to go on Yellowhead. What? Why? We, well, that we explains a lot. We are supposed to take them to a traffic circle. Now, so, wait a second, but who's telling you that? Because you... Alberta Transportation. It is in our manual. We are not to do that until they get to the advanced driver's the basic, they do this, they get their license, it's a quick 25 minutes through some residential, a couple main roads, there's a license, and now boom, they can go drive anywhere in the world. And it's been said for years and years and years, this is way too easy, we're putting bad drivers on the road. There's people where I take them out on the road, I know they're a bad driver, but if they don't do quite enough for me to fail them, I have no choice but to give them their license. Get, get Brian scary. Mason back on the phone Yeah, really, again. we have yeah. some more questions. <laughs> Should have talked to you first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it's, very, well, that very interesting. I mean, Andrew that would explain said, a lot. you know, yep. the kids I, didn't go through the traffic circle. They nope. didn't have to parallel no. park. Yep. No, but they get a license, and 24 hours later, they can go do that on their own. Yeah, 24 hours later, I had to take them through all of those mm. things exactly. to show them how to do it. Yeah. Yep. It's 25 minutes. It's a quick, easy thing. And so, th- another thing that's really bothering me is, is, on one hand, you say it's too easy. People are getting a license that shouldn't be on the road. On the next hand, if somebody fails for something legitimate, they're coming back and saying, well, you're failing, so you can get the money again. Andrew, if, if your kid failed the road test and you strung 
that the examiner wronged them, that they that they should have passed. Are you going to take them back to that same examiner the next day? No. No. Exactly. So how is it a cash cut? But I'll take them back to that same, uh, not that same examiner, but I'll take them back to the same registry office. Because it's it's the one close by. Yeah, it's the one near my house. That examiner is not going to profit from that the second time. Why would you take your kid back? But the business profits, right? Because when it's private and you say, well, as many people who come back, and I've had, we've had driving instructors or testers tell us that that's the case, that in some offices there is incentive to, to fail. And as I said to the minister, in the office in which I had a friend working, he told me, no, that one it leads the office and fails. And it's because there was a bonus for the for the office to have a certain number of tests per month. The offices that I've worked at and the, the 10, 15, 20 examiners that I know, they're not partaking any of that. But like I said, there are a little few bad apples and they know who it is. It's like when you take your car into an automotive shop and they say, oh, we're doing all change, but all of a sudden you're shocked. Yeah. 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 Or you go to a dentist and he's saying, well, you know, maybe we should do this extra clean. You have cavities. You don't, you don't know. There's bad apples in every single... For sure. You're right. Yeah, I certainly didn't say every... Yeah, I'm certainly not saying every single tester, but... Hey, Brad, we want to thank you for taking the time, shedding some light and giving us a little bit more perspective on this. We are so out of time. We're up against the 2.30 news. Thank you so much for giving us a call. Thanks, guys. You betcha. That's Brad joining us this afternoon. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.